And so that median net worth for homeowners is 255,000. For renters, it's $6,300. Like it's wow. mind blowing. And so, you know, to, for so anyone that argues, nah, real estate, you know, I, I kind of have a better idea of what I could get into that would, that would be more beneficial f- to me from a long-term perspective, really nothing beats real estate. This is a conversation about building generational wealth and a better lifestyle through the power of real estate. My name is Donald Tejada, and I'm a Washington State realtor. And I'm joined here by my good friend, Larry Bikes. Hey, What's up, Larry? How's it going? What's up, Donald? I'm well, man. How are you? I'm well. Good, uh, good. Larry is a lender uh, in the real estate industry. Okay, before we get too technical, let me first start by telling you a story of why I do what I do. Uh, this was around 2010, 2011. Um, I had just moved back um, from Hawaii because at the time I had dropped out of college and my dad had told me to go and live island life. Um, and I moved back because my dad had this health scare where we thought he was going to you know, pass away. So I needed to come back home. <clears throat> so so moved from Hawaii to yep, Washington. To, back to Washington. Uh, and this was in Kent. And... Um, not shortly after, I don't know if it was a matter of days or weeks, um, more like days, um, I hear the doorbell ring and, you know, I think I was probably the only one home and I, I vividly remember opening the door. I see a gentleman there who goes, hey, my name is Jay. I am the owner of this house. Wow. And he's standing next to a King County Sheriff. Wow. And... I remember responding like, wait, no, this is my dad's house. Like, not your house. This is, this is our house. Like, what are you talking about? And he goes, hey, I just purchased this um, from auction. Your dad foreclosed on his house. And I now, you know, have this as a rental. You guys can actually, if you want to stay, you can rent it from me. Or, um, you know, you guys have a couple of weeks to, to move out. Dang. Um, and what a moment. Yeah, it's it, it it's crazy thinking about it now. Being uh, in the industry for eight years, I've been a realtor for eight years now, and when I look back, it's it's like my dad lost his house, and I remember him telling me, um, "You know what? My goal in life was was to purchase a house." He's first generation from the Philippines, yeah, and one of his goals was to purchase a house, and I think he got that from the idea of. Um, it's the American dream. And it's, uh, it's that for a it's reason. That. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't tie it till years later um, that building generational wealth is, you know, happens through real estate. Absolutely. That house, I looked it up because uh, I was trying to figure out like, hey, what year was that? It had sold four months ago uh, for $400,000 more than what he paid for. Oh, wow. So having this conversation now, wow. it's, it's, you realize, okay, well, you know, there's certain circumstances and in my opinion, it was preventable. Um, he lost out on appreciation on his home, hundreds of thousand dollars. Man, man. And there's so many stories like that that are out yeah. there that are like that. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty powerful why. Yeah. And, um, I know you have a similar story as well. Yeah, I do. Um, Thanks for, for mentioning that. So I grew up in Michigan and um, on the south side of, Mich- of Lansing, Michigan, and my grandparents lived on the west side. And my grandparents actually moved 
from Alabama. They're descendants of slaves, two generations oh, wow. removed from slavery, and they moved from, from Wetumpka, Alabama, to Lansing, Michigan, to get away from racial segregation in the 1950s when my father was born. And they purchased their first home sometime in the 1960s. And my grandfather got a job at General Motors in Lansing at the plant in Lansing, Michigan. And he worked there for 30 years in sanitation. That was the only job he could get as a black man was, was, the, was the trash, oh, wow. right? But he did it for 30 years. He got a pension and they bought this house and they owned it for 50 years. Well, if you go visit my grandparents today, they're both still alive, 88 and 89. They live in a trailer. And mm. that home, they were able to hold on to it. But I don't, I don't know all the details, but I do know that um, because of lack of education and lack of access and some yeah. predatory lending practices, yeah. they, that should have been a windfall for our family yeah. and for yeah. my, you know, for my dad and his siblings. And it wasn't that. Yeah. And so that's my why it's like, I don't want to see people that I, people, my family, my kids, and also people that I come in contact with miss out on that opportunity. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just like you, it was very impactful. It was very impactful to me to see that happen and see the potential of what could be and not have it be taken advantage yeah. of. And I'm like, yeah. man, there's, there's definitely power in real estate and I want to help people, yeah. you know, just like you do take yeah. advantage of that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, to that point, it's, it's, you know, not only did, you know, back to the situation where my dad lost his house and, you know, the potential loss of that appreciation, um, you know, like you said, it's like, it's what could have spurred from that, right? Yeah. Yep. What you could know, have been? The what, opportunity What could cost. have been? What opportunity and better lifestyle and what, what could have birthed through that, sure. right? And so, yep. um, you know, I mean, Larry, you're a numbers guy. We know it to be true that real estate and home ownership are powerful tools for building wealth and a better lifestyle. What are some hard numbers that put this truth into perspective? Yeah, it's so true the way you said it. Like it is a powerful tool for building wealth. And um, we think about it like this. Uh, this number blew me away. You know, the majority of the world's wealth is held in real estate. I think it's like 60% of the world's wealth. You think wow. about that on the globe, right? Is held in real estate. And that's, that's over the, of the globe. And if you think about just, you, just the United States, the United States, the Federal Reserve did a study between, of, of homeowners and renters, and they found that the net worth of homeowners is 40 times that of renters. 40, 40 times. 40 times. Four zero, right? And oh it's crazy. Uh, homeowners average or median net worth is 255000 And for anybody who watching who doesn't know or listening who doesn't know net worth, net worth is just what you have, assets minus what you owe, liabilities. And so that median net worth for homeowners is 255000 For renters, it's $6,300. So it's an astronomical difference in net worth on a median basis uh, in the United States, just yes. from real estate alone. Like it's wow. mind-blowing. And so- you know, to, for so anyone that argues, nah, real estate, you know, I, I kind of have a better idea of what I could get into that would, that would be more beneficial to me from a long-term perspective, really nothing beats real estate. I mean, those numbers are pretty clear. The other stat that I saw that I'm, that I'm, I'm super, that, that also blew me away is there's a, a, an index called the Case-Shiller Index, where they've been tracking home growth, appreciation, home prices for the over 50 years. And home prices have gone up on average per year, 5% for the last 50 years. Year over year. Year over year, 5% wow. every year on average. Now that includes the 2006 housing crash because after that, prices appreciated. So on yeah. average, it's long-term, it's 5% growth year over year. Now most finance nerds will look at that and go, oh, well, I can get 10% year over year yeah. in, in the stock market. That's cool, yeah, maybe you can, but here's the difference. You're not, it's not gonna be leveraged. No. And all that means is you're not gonna get other people's money 
to do that. Lending is like the only, real estate is like the only place where the average consumer can get, do leveraged investing, which yeah. businesses do all the time, where you use other people's money to invest in something and you get all the appreciation. It'd be like buying a Apple stock for $100 and Apple gives you $900 to invest with it and you keep mm. all the appreciation. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you get the loan, the asset is growing at 5% and you're getting all of the return from that. There's not really another place where you can do that. No. You know, as a consumer. Yeah. And real estate is really like powerful in yeah. that re- in that regard. And yeah. so those those two things are like huge and the government knows it. They know it, and mm-hmm. which is why they've recently made some changes to make it more accessible for people, especially people who have been um, kind of marginalized and mm-hmm. not paid attention to. They, they know that like, hey, there's a power in this for people mm-hmm. and they want to make it more accessible. So yeah. these things, these loan level price adjustments and things that people are hearing about have, that have changed. Yeah, if, they're, if you're on the median in terms of FICO and income, it makes it a, a tad bit more expensive. But for the people on the other end of the spectrum who have lower income or um, lower uh, credit scores or a lower down payment, the cost to get into a house just got a lot more affordable. Mm-hmm. And they're making sweeping changes to kind of make, give people who haven't traditionally had access more access. Yeah. And it's like, because the federal government knows that like, it's the biggest wealth generating tool yeah. that people have, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. The average everyday person can get into real estate and start building wealth. Yep. Yep. And it's the biggest and it's the most powerful tool as, a, as Americans that we really, that everyone yeah. had potentially has access to. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, so there, there's, there's really no, reason for someone to be hesitant about, you know, trying to go in and purchase real estate. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the media does a good job of like helping people be afraid. Yeah. You know, but when you think about when you really think about it, like real estate, I mean, media folks, you know, bless them, like I appreciate what they do, but their job is to get people to pay attention. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily care about people's individual financial health. Yeah, and so they're going to base it. They're going to tell you whatever is going to essentially get you to pay attention. And so if it bleeds, it leads. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to kind of pitch markets on fire, real estate. Stay away from real estate. Yeah. But the numbers tell a different story. You know, numbers tell a different story, and mm-hmm. it's like I don't think that's the um, necessarily the 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 way to make financial decisions based on what the media is saying. And I think the way you say it is right is I don't think there's really a good reason to stay mm-hmm. out of real estate, even if it's just, you're having a conversation about it, yeah. you know, and talking about it, that's a step, yeah. you know, and, on, and in that, and in that vein, like for you, our jobs are different in real estate, right? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of the first step. And then you're kind of interfacing as people look for, look for a home. Yeah. And with that kind of fear that we know is out there with real estate, even yeah. though there's some hard economic facts, mm-hmm. As a real estate agent, kind of what advice are you giving to people or what would you say to people right now that are that are on the sidelines and hesitant and thinking, ah, you know what, this market rates are high, I'm going to yeah. have to compete. You know, what advice are you giving people that are kind of feeling like that? You know, so, you know, the reason why I asked that question uh, wasn't because, you know, I, you know, oh, you know, people shouldn't be hesitant. It's, it's we know this and we know this to be true. And um, it's because proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Right. You know, numbers don't lie. Year over year appreciation. Uh, for 50 years has been f- 5%. Median appreciation has been 5%. I know we've gone through the, you know, the, the pandemic times where things were crazy and we live in an area where um, appreciation was, you know, a little hotter. But, um, you know, what I would tell, you know, someone coming in, and, and I've told clients this as well, is, you know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know, 
right? Mm. I've had a lot of people say, well, I don't know if it, I, I can afford it out here. And, and the hesitation for them is the outside noise. Yeah. It is the media, like you were saying, that's kind of infiltrating or maybe putting like a blocker up. Yeah, um, from even like having a conversation. From even having a conversation yeah. or even pursuing that. Mm. Um, so, you know, my thing is as a realtor, I, I, I help, you know, clients go through the transaction process, if we're speaking on buyers, on, you know, from start to finish. And one of them is, and which is the first thing, like you said, is connecting them with you as a lender to go through the process of getting pre-approved so they know, okay, well, first off, how much can I get pre-approved for? Does that make sense for my lifestyle? Um, and does the payments, right? Do they line yeah. up with what, I'm, what I am able to afford? And then from there, we continue the conversation. It doesn't mean, you know, when someone gets pre-approved or I encourage someone to get pre-approved, doesn't mean like we're going to go buy a house since next week, even though we can. Right. Even though you have the ability to, it doesn't yeah. necessarily yeah. mean When that. you have that piece of paper yeah. that says, you know, pre-approval, we can go and submit that pre-approval with an offer on a home. And then this is where that journey starts of, hey, we're, we're going to start building, um, you know, on this house, right? We're leveraging your down payment to control something that's worth a hundred, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars more than what you're putting into it. Um, you're paying down principal and then, you know, we can start thinking about, okay, well, you know, no one has a crystal ball, but again, numbers don't lie. Yeah. It's been 5% yeah. year over year on an asset. Yep. Yep. And I think you're, you're, you're highlighting something that's super important. It, the, the way that you said it, it's not, it's about starting the conversation, mm -hmm. right? And not necessarily shutting it down, which saying, uh, I just don't want to, uh, you know, now's not a good time to not even go through the process of talking with you, yep. go through the process of getting pre-approved with a lender it, it shuts it, it shuts mm -hmm. even the possibility down. Yeah. You know, it's like, whereas a conversation, even it opens it up that if, if something comes available or something does catch your eye or you didn't think you could, but mm -hmm. you actually can, it, it at least allows that possibility to be there. Even if it's not right now, maybe yeah. it's a little bit down the road or maybe it is right now, mm -hmm. but it's like shutting it down is essentially the, the, the opposite and saying, nope, I, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to do anything right yeah. now, which kind of closes down the possibility. Yeah. Man, that's huge. Yeah. That's huge. And, you know, and, and getting pre-approved and you have that, it's, hey, that could spark the conversation of, okay, if, if I'm in an area where I can't afford the home that I want, what's the conversation look like if, hey, could I go buy an investment property somewhere else? Mm, right? Smart. Um, and, and, you know, that'll you know, again, it's part of the conversation of building generational wealth and a better lifestyle through real estate because you can get, you know, you could have an opportunity to bring in rental income, yeah. right? Um, and so something that, that the idea is about leveling up, yeah. building something. When you think about, you know, I mean, another motivator would be, right, if you're renting right now, is that every month you're giving a non-refundable <laughs> right. deposit yeah. To someone who owns that property. Right. You're paying their mortgage payment, essentially. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I would throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. No, that's I think those are really good points. And I love what you said about um, the option of like buying an investment property yeah. somewhere. It's like if you don't engage in the conversation, you're not going to even hear anything like that. You might even you might be thinking, OK, I just need to buy a house here. And, and that's my way, my entry point into homeownership and this mm -hmm. big wealth building 
tool, I got to buy something in King County in Seattle. I mean, eh, not necessarily, yeah. maybe, yeah. but maybe it's something else. And then there's all these other options that you learn through a conversation mm-hmm. with me or through a conversation with you that you maybe wouldn't be open to. And so yeah. it's it's not just, okay, you talk to me and we're, we're, we're getting you pre-approved and you're putting an offer on something that's, you know, a couple million dollars in, in King County. Well, maybe not. You know, there's all these other things that are out there. I mean, people, I've, I've closed loans for people that are house hacking, where mm-hmm. they're buying a duplex and they're living in one side and renting out the other. I'm closing a loan at the end of this month where someone is, um, they have a co-signer that's a family member mm. that's coming in on the loan to help cover some of the debt to income issues yeah. um, and help them out. And, it's, and they're not even going to live in the home. You know, I have one where someone's getting a gift from uh, from somebody else that they're given, you know, for, towards yeah. the down payment. There's all these creative things that people that people can do to get into yeah. a, to get into home that you just don't know unless you, like you said, you Have don't you don't know what yeah. you don't know. And and, and you know, it, it's the first thing that I would recommend if you're in that position, if someone is in that position of okay, well, this is something that I I want to get into. I'm catching the vision. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have the conversation. Yep. Just start. start the conversation. Just start. Yeah. Let's just start yeah, talking. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, well, Larry, thanks for joining me in this conversation. My hope is that other people would catch that vision, that building generational wealth and better lifestyle can happen and will happen through real estate. Love it, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And if you want to take action, how do we get people in touch? Yeah, so you can uh, you can find me at fairwaynw.com on Instagram and online fairwaynw, and uh, all the information is there. Be happy to you know reach out to anyone that is interested and in just having a conversation. The way that I like to set myself up is like, hey, I'm an advisor that's in your corner. Whether you do a loan with me or not, you know, just like the story I told about my grandparents, I want to see people win mm-hmm. and I want to see people's 100%. families win long term. Even if it's not, even if the answer is you need to do a HELOC on your primary residence so you can buy an investment property somewhere else, mm-hmm. and I don't have anything to do with it, I'll still give you that advice. Yeah. Like just because that's what I'm, that's why I'm in it, you know. Yeah. So please reach out if you're interested. Yeah, we're here to serve. We're here to help, and you can find my info below or above <laughs> wherever it. this is posted. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. I don't know why I just looked at my watch twice in the past five minutes. I don't know. And I didn't see what the time was. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. You're- okay, so this conversation is about building a culture of general ro- general wealth home uh, from dropping out of college, unfortunately. Um, and... the other stat that i saw was um uh what was it i forgot no i got it um to be hesitant about purchasing or the idea of okay never mind